I'm a dude, and I'm inviting you to join me on a podcast about brew. Does that include stouts? Yes. Yes, of course it includes stouts. Like I was saying, join us every Saturday on the journey hey, hey, into... Hey, co- wait a minute. Do you, do you guys do anything about, like, IPAs? Yes. Like that? Yes, of, yes, of, yes, we do IPAs. Okay. It's, okay. It, yes. Anyway... Join us on the Journey into Comics Network for Brews with Dudes. Whoa, whoa, Epi- hey, hey, do you, have you guys ever, do you care if I bring some Zima on? Yes, I care if you bring Zima. Zima doesn't count. Zima, oh. Zima's, Dr. Dongo. Anyway, join us every Saturday for a podcast that delves into the craft brew world. Following, following the following is a journey into comics. Journey into comics. A journey into comics. A journey into comics. Journey into comics. Journey into comics. Network. 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 Production. Production. Yes, it all started out as a mild curiosity in the junkyard. Now it's turned out to be quite a, a quite a great spirit of adventure. Don't you? People assume that time is a strict progression of cause to effect, but actually, from a non-linear, non-subjective viewpoint, it's more like a big ball of wibbly wobbly, timey wimey. Stuff. You're calling the butler. I'm very partial to tea and muffins. What's wrong with being childish? I like being childish. Before I go, I just want to tell you you are fantastic. Never trust a hug. It's just a way to hide your face. That's the exciting thing. Nobody in the universe can do what we're doing. Why are you pointing your screwdrivers like that? They're scientific instruments, not water pistols. Gallifrey! Yes, this must be where I live. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to episode two of Gallifradio. I'm your host, Nate. Today joining me are my companions. Lauren, welcome. Hi. How's it going? Good. Glad to have you back again. Yeah. Welcome back inside of our TARDIS, I guess you would yeah. say. <laughs> also joining us, Veronica, how's it going? I'm good. Did I'm I happy to be here. Lauren gets me. She's just so funny. <laughs> She's just so like, yep, I'm here. I'm great. Let's fucking do it. Awesome. Sarah, also joining us. Welcome back to the fold. Hey. How's it going? Uh, it's all right. Good. I'm here to talk some Doctor Who today. Mm-hmm. We've got a lot of stuff to do today, actually. We've, we've been diving deep into Doctor Who, so we've got a lot to talk about today. Okay, so I'm going to start this one off kind of with a question. I'm going to field it to you guys. We'll jump around. Uh, I'll probably start with Veronica first, just because, whatever. Um I'm going to do a who's who, and I want to know, what was the first Doctor Who episode you remember seeing? Maybe not necessarily in chronological order. My very first experience with Doctor Who, or like my first full episode that I watched? Like the first time you sat down and watched an episode, even if you had no idea what the hell was going on. Okay, well, I guess this is like a two-part. Sure, please. Yes, bring it. (laughs) There's a lot of those in Doctor Who's. Lots of two parts. Um, Okay, so my friend Jen was obsessed with David Tennant, and I watched the episode. I watched it in bits and pieces. Like, it was on her TV, and it was my first, like, ever seeing Doctor Who, and it was the episode with the cat people in the future, like the cat nurses in the face of Bo. Remember that one? Yeah. What was that one yeah. called? Is that New Earth. New Earth. Yeah. New Earth, yeah. yeah. We were just talking about mm, yeah. that one before yeah. we started. Today. That was my first <clears throat> four-way, four-way into uh, Doctor that, Who. That's a weird one. It was super weird, mm. and I was like, ooh, this is intriguing. And then we watched, um, like, another time I was over there, I, I kind of forgot about it after, you know, because I didn't, I didn't have TV or whatever. So, <laughs> um, 
my first like full episode of Doctor Who was um, the very first episode of Cr- Christopher Eccleston's season with Rose, and it was with you guys, mm-hmm. and that was my first my first time watching like a full episode and like seeing the in its entirety, and I loved it. And we watched it again today. Yeah, and we're going to yeah. be talking about that a lot today, too. It was so fun watching <clears throat> that again today, by the way, just because it's been so long since I've seen that first episode, and it hit me right in the feels, and I now I just miss Rose. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Lauren, what about you? My first episode was the cat. It was the new Earth episode. Whoa, weird. Whoa. Yeah. Interesting. No Timey-wimey. Oh. Intriguing. Stuff. Mm-hmm. So what was that like? Were you watched? Did you just like happen to put it on? Was it on TV and you saw it? Um, I think at that time it was on Netflix. Oh, sweet. Yeah. Netflix had, uh, I believe, like they actually at that time had all of Doctor Who. Yeah. They had the few new seasons at the time. I think it was like the first four or so, maybe, maybe five. And then they had all of the classic Who. I remember that. I never watched Classic Who. Oh, it's so good. We're going to be also discussing that today. Yeah, actually, let me take this opportunity, if you don't mind, um, to tell you that I have an assignment for you. Okay. As part of a Gallif Radio news segment, uh, what did I call it? I wrote it down. Time Trippin' with Lauren. Time Trippin' with Lauren. I want you to rewatch, mm-hmm. or I want you to watch some of the classic vintage Doctor Who uh, episodes and report back and tell us what you think. Honest okay. opinion. Because I really think that you're going to dig it. And okay. I want to I want to know what you think. So this is your assignment. Like starting with which doctor? Anywhere. That's the beautiful yeah, thing. Yeah, yeah. I mean, uh, honestly, and we're going to be, there is a, we have a segment planned later today that we're going to be doing. I thought you guys said like uh, last time that you guys wanted me to start with like the fourth doctor. Fourth doctor is a good spot to start because he's like maybe one of the most popular uh, classic doctors. Mm. But honestly, it's all about the third doctor. He's the best place to start, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's just enough of like the he he's the best of Doctor Who because he well we'll get into yeah. this we'll, yeah let's we'll talk about that. that later so back to the first time you saw Doctor Who uh, before we move on to you guys was there anything that stood out I know you said that you were like whoa this show's weird and intriguing obviously probably the same sentiment considering there were cat people mm-hmm. and people in pods um, they were like diseased that was crazy it was such a weird episode trippy Mm-hmm. It's one of the weirder ones, mm-hmm. and it's one of the most memorable ones. I and think, and it has a, re- a callback to Cassandra, right? Cassandra, right? That's why I thought that was a really weird wasn't place she in, to wasn't start. Wasn't she in the second ever episode of Doctor? Yeah, the yeah, second the one, the last human Cassandra. Yeah, yeah, yeah the end of the world is yeah. the episode two mm-hmm. uh, from that. We debated watching that today, but we didn't. Okay, I was just checking my mic. You guys are looking at me. Don't worry. About oh, just keep <laughs> so, talking. Sarah. Yeah, Sarah, what about you? What was your first episode you ever watched of Doctor Who? What episode was it? It was uh, Rose, the first one, with uh, Christopher Eccleston. Oh, nice. Yeah. I had a, my boss at work was really into it, and she made me watch it with her. And we watched like four episodes, and then I had to leave and go do other stuff or whatever. And she let me borrow her burned DVD of all the rest of it. Because <laughs> <laughs> she had just gotten up this to... This was pre-BBC America, Yeah, right? <laughs> yeah. This was like... Well, we talked about that. Our last episode, I do mm-hmm. believe. Absolutely. This is similar. But yeah, that was my first episode. And then I was hooked. And I've been watching it since uh, the end of season two. Yeah, I knew in that, in that first episode um, when Rose 
uh, was being attacked by a plastic mannequin arm uh, and it was just like on I her know. face i i was just like oh my god and I'm it was love this show so low budget and <laughs> yeah. so british and it's i so loved british. it yeah and they did yeah they, it was so weird yeah i loved it they worked with what they had for sure my first episode was definitely a weird one human nature it's in the middle of season three of oh that uh, is very weird doctor who with tenant and it's the episode where he's John Smith. He's not even the oh, doctor. Yeah. Not even. Oh, that's a weird ep- episode oh, to come in on. Oh, yeah, absolutely. That would be it confusing. Was, it was actually at her apartment. I'm watching it, and I'm just like, what is this show? And it didn't really make sense, yeah. and I was like, not quite sure if I was going to be into Doctor Who, you know? Mm-hmm. And then I came back the next week and watched the second part of that, which is the Family of Blood part of that two-parter. And at the end, the doctor has this fantastically epic speech, and like then the the bro- the brother from the family of blood uh, has this counter monologue talking about how the doctor like was being kind by banishing him to the uh, fields of Scotland and putting his sister in a mirror every mirror. If you've ever yeah. seen something in the corner of your eye, it's her. Yeah, like oh, oh, dark yeah, yeah. tied his, tied her mother to the heart of the dying star or something like epic and i was like this show is fucking radical like i <laughs> sold let's sold. watch more and then i and then that's when i went on and, and, mm-hmm. and decided to binge which we did cover last week but to speak and we're just going to kind of shift here because you guys all had similar experience yeah rose 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 it's 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 like really one of the first two you guys watched so mm-hmm. we're going to talk about all of season uh one with the ninth doctor we're going to like Talk about our favorite moments with the Ninth Doctor, things you remember. Uh, yeah, exactly. A, a fantastic retrospective with the Ninth Doctor. <laughs> right? Aww, uh, I loved hearing him say mm-hmm. fantastic again today in that first episode we watched. <laughs> and he yeah. was so, like, just, he was filled with glee. That's what I loved yeah. about his version of the Doctor. He was always just, like, so, like, excited and, like, ooh, yeah. like, with a little stinker. Holding a Mickey's severed plastic head. Yeah. You know? <laughs> oh my God. It was He's such so, a weird he was very episode. Very pleased about that. Yeah. I feel like we could have a whole conversation about Mickey. <laughs> Looking back at the at, at that series one though, there are so many different things that stick out. You think about Dalek, the episode where they reintroduce Daleks in the series, mm-hmm. choosing to go that route instead of the Cyberman route, which means that uh, Eccleston never faced the Cyberman, not once. You saw the Cybermen's mm-hmm. head. Yeah, yeah, but the Daleks are worse than the Cybermen. I mean... Arguably, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, they are definitely more maniacal. Uh, yeah, they're more hell-bent on destruction, yeah. I think. And yeah. of course, Ceremony. those... The Cybermen are honestly, they're just more concerned about like just making... They're just upgrading them. Yep, they want to upgrade everything and everybody. They don't but... want to necessarily just like obliterate humans. They just want mm-hmm. to make them all like that better yeah remove yeah. the pain and emotion yeah right but also like they don't uh they're, it's like just humans you know like daleks want to destroy everything <laughs> they want to like true. wipe out existence you know mm-hmm. like that's a totally, totally different chaotic sort and, of thing and that'll be a season two thing we talk about when we get there with uh the 10th doctor because there's a really great interaction between daleks and cybermen but mm. to come back to nine uh, Empty Child Doctor Dances stands out as like a great, amazing two-parter from this series. Uh, you know, Jack Harkness being a part of that with Rose right after they picked Jack up in the London Blitz. Or they, that's when they picked Jack up at the London Blitz is 
the Empty Child Doctor Dances episode that introduces the first Captain time. Jack Harkness. Yeah, first time you see him. Uh, but I wish I would have had more time to like rewatch this season before we talked about it, just because I feel like I'm forgetting so many things. And as you're like talking, I'm remembering it, and I'm just like, oh my god, there's just so much to talk. about. I mean, I could quickly <laughs> run down like there's the Slovene in that season. Mm-hmm. You know, the big giant Slovene, and there's the Gelf. That was a weird episode, like the Unquiet Dead episode. Uh-huh. Uh, which is actually where Gwen for, from uh, from uh, Torchwood first debuted, was in that episode of Doctor Who. What episode? Uh, the Unquiet Dead. It was episode three of the first season. Yeah, but she wasn't She wasn't playing the she, same... Correct. She, she was playing, an, like... Uh, kind of like and yeah i know what you're trying to say yeah. like a different uh, it wasn't gwen her name is still gwen though i think right but she's like a ancient version because it's set in the 1800s didn't they yeah. play it off as an ancestor exactly yeah they played yeah. it off as like a a, a, a very yeah yeah <laughs> a very distant ancestor and that's almost a tangent we would at some point maybe have to touch on today you've been catching up on torchwood mm-hmm. um, yes i'm really digging torchwood we haven't finished it yet, though. How far no. deep are we into it? Not that we only watched. You're it like, almost eh. done with season one. We're like oh. halfway through season one. Well, yeah. I'm thoroughly enjoying it. I can't wait to finish it. I thought it was more, like more. Not I don't want to say important, but pertinent to finish watching the uh, Peter Capaldi's first season as Doctor right. Who, so that way we could talk about it on this podcast at some yeah, point. Yeah, yeah. I didn't really like his first season. Yeah, Mm-mm. well, we're we're definitely we're going to talk there. about that today because I just finished watching it and it's like super fresh. Absolutely, and and there's a lot to talk about. These cats, get out of here, kitty! Trying to do a podcast, not talk about kitties, talk about Doctor Who. So we're going to talk mm-hmm. about the first and second episodes. Oh the no, first and second seasons. I just want to talk about the first season with Eccleston. Okay, just like a ninth Doctor retrospective. Looking at what he did, his time because he there. he was only there for one season. Well, they weren't sure if the show would continue on. Maybe it wasn't going to get picked up for season two, so they were leaving it as the cliffhanger, and maybe David Tennant would get picked up. Obviously, they decide that they want to move on. They pick it up for season two, and it gains steam. And Uh, he doesn't do anything affiliated with Doctor Who anymore, mm, does he? No, he feels like he was typecast as soon as he took that role. Mm. Like, now only ever will he be the Doctor. He can't be anything else, and he feels like it ruined his career, which is totally totally the wrong way to look at it uh yeah backwards but it's weird because nine uh christopher eccleston just at a con this week ran into uh matt smith it was oh, the really? first time they ever met each other and they got it on film like they shook hands and stuff and exchanged some private words who knows christopher eccleston cool. and matt smith mm-hmm. yeah hmm. they like met in a hallway for like two tenths of a I second i wish that he would have did been a part of the uh big 50th, doctor yeah the, the 50th. 50th anniversary <sighs> Mm-hmm. Yeah, we all. I really did. wish he would have mm-hmm. been a part of that. I don't know. Are they going to do anything special for the fifty fifth? I, I don't think so. It'll just coincidentally be like, and we're, we'll discuss this too. But it'll be pretty deep into uh, Jodie Whittaker's first season at that point. Mm-hmm. So we'll be covering a lot of that. So I don't think they're really going to like. I don't know if sabotages it, but like overhype that the fifty fifth is happening for it just to be like. A regular episode of Jodie Whittaker's season, but who knows? I mean, there's a lot of... Maybe they'll just wait until, like, the 60th to do something. Probably. Yeah, probably. That would be the smart Because we haven't... I haven't heard anything about anything special being planned about it, because that's going to be coming up in November, right? Yeah, November 23rd. 
something like that. I think our like eighth episode will drop on that day mm-hmm. if if the calendar works out right. How we typically. Do I would love to see Christopher Christopher Eccleston somehow come back in that. Like just all the most recent doctors. Yeah, that'd be magnificent. Mm. Yeah, <laughs> David Tennant. Duh. And <laughs> yes, I'm, I have time for that. <laughs> There's a lot of remaining doctors alive. I think four through current is alive except for the war doctor because john hurt did pass away yeah he mm-hmm. did oh yeah um, but doctor is what's his name pertwee john pertwee dead yeah he's he's dead mm-hmm. per, per can we take yeah, a minute to talk about mm-hmm. that oh well oh what we were to oh i've always said that sean pertwee john pertwee's son who plays alfred on gotham should have been the doctor. Yes. I don't know why that wasn't a thing. That really he would have made a really a great doctor. I feel like somebody needs to start a petition yeah. for that after seeing as Gotham is going to be coming to a close, depending on how long the current doctor, you know, ends up staying on the show. He might be free soon. But I mm-hmm. mean, also you could have him come back and literally play his dad. Yeah. They and, look and very just, similar. But then yeah. You could just do third doctor stories. Yeah. You know, with modern doctors and have like, you know, three doctors, five doctors. That would be cool. You know, I'd be in on it. There's I'd so totally many I don't know if you've that. seen any of the multiple doctor episodes of Doctor Whoever, but there's like uh there's the I'm sure she has. Well there's there was the special, it was like a Blue Peter special with the tenth doctor and the fifth doctor. And the fifth doctor ends up on the TARDIS, stuck, trapped, and doesn't know what's going on. And he's like, I don't think I'm supposed to be seeing this. And Ten's like, don't worry. Mm-hmm. By the time we separate, you won't even remember this happened. It'll be like a dream. Wait, this is a what? It's like a Blue Peter special. It's something they do every year in the UK to like celebrate Doctor Who with this award ceremony that goes on. So they put this little... It's called Time Crash. That's what it's called. Because their two TARDISes like crash in time. And that's how he gets stuck in there. Uh... So that's pretty interesting, and it's on one of the Blu-ray special editions of Doctor. I think it's the fifth. It's the final season of Tenet, where it was like the five specials, is when that's included. Um, and then they did like the three Doctors, which was with uh, one, two, and three, but it was really just two and three, and one just made a cameo appearance. And they did like the five Doctors. They've done they they they've done a lot of different multiple Doctor crossover type things well i want one with christopher eccleston <laughs> christopher eccleston and jodie whittaker on screen together would be very interesting that would make me so happy yeah holy shit really awesome dynamic <laughs> i think that one thing to talk about if we're talking about the ninth doctor and his tenure as the doctor would be that he picked up some pretty memorable companions along the way i mean obviously Rose he Tyler, had the best companion uh, arguably the best companion mickey smith uh, Jackie, Jackie, Jackie. Mickey was Tyler. such a joke. Jackie. Martha, not in the end. Well, Mickey. not Martha because that would have been Ten's companion. Yeah, oh. Martha was with David but, Tennant. Um, but uh, with Nine, you think like Father's Day is an amazing episode? Oh, we're mm. still talking about Nine. Oh yeah, we got we got to keep working on this on this because there's actually we actually have fan questions about. I have a fan question about about, se- about that season. Mm-hmm, specifically, okay. let me pull it up. Well, let's take this opportunity to talk about Mickey for just a second. Yeah. I just wanted to say the first time I watched uh, that season of Doctor Who, I was so annoyed with Mickey. I was mm-hmm. just like, 
girl, you better get on that TARDIS. And she did, you know. But <laughs> looking back now, I'm older, a little more wise. And I'm a little wiser, whatever. Mm-hmm. And I was watching it, and he's just like holding on to her for yeah, dear life. And I was just like, oh, bless. <laughs> yeah. He's so precious. He has the best scared face. <laughs> he yeah. looks terrified. Just, <laughs> it's just If you think about like... The scared puppy. Like the, yesterday, I was watching Peter Capaldi's first season as Doctor Who. And then today I watched Christopher Eccleston's first episode of Doctor Who. So I was, it's really interesting to look at the companion's story and how it's evolved in that later season compared to the very first ones. Mm -hmm. And they're so like young and like juvenile and just like, I don't know. I feel like this Doctor Who I'm watching now is more for me because I'm an adult, you know, and it's Hmm. more relevant to me, I suppose. But you know, this first season was really fun. Yeah. Well, the doctor is hundreds of years older. True. You know. <laughs> Sarah, I'll ask you this question first. This comes from Michelle Olson. Our friend Michelle sent this one in. She asks, what was your favorite thing about the ninth doctor and your least favorite? So everybody else think about that answer and we'll start with Sarah. Like quality? Just like thing, just thing just, about him? Just personality wise or memorable thing or, you know. Got it. What did you like the most and what did you like the least? Mm-hmm. Well, it's hard for me to think about what I like the least about him. Okay. Um, we'll then start with the most. Well, what I like the most is how pleased he gets at things that are just ridiculous. Like, I think mm-hmm. that's, I think, I don't know. Bananas are good. Yeah. And he is quite, I guess, well, he's not as fiery as David Tennant, but. That's what I like the most about him is he's just like quirky, I guess, like that. Uh, he's kind of like a big goofball. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. He's very much like... He's a stinker. Yeah. And then, yeah. The, and then the ears. Wasn't that the thing? Like the ears? Yeah, yeah. Big old <laughs> ears. Oh, look at the ears, you know? And yeah, he looks in the mirror and he's like messing with them. I have a question yeah. about that. We watched that today and we where he was he first saw himself in the mirror and commented about his ears. Mm-hmm. I guess I'm just a little confused. He had just regenerated into that body? No, it's unknown. Okay. Like I'm pretty sure unknown when, but he had regenerated fairly recently before. Okay. Which yeah. Because yeah. that dude, the conspiracy theorist that Rose Tyler went to go visit to find out who Doctor Who really is. Clive. Mm-hmm. Clive, yeah, R.I.P. Uh, <laughs> so she went to see him, and he was showing her pictures with... Christopher Eccleston's face, like, obviously, mm-hmm. very obviously superimposed into, like, historical pictures and stuff. So he must have been going on some time-traveling adventures um, yeah. a, for a little while before he met Rose. But I'm just confused as to why he would even, like, has he just not looked in a mirror for a while? I think that's to actually... To realize that he's regenerated? Well, no, he knows he regenerated. Well, yeah. And we don't see that until the 50th, right? When War Doctor right. goes, uh, hope it's something less, uh, less inconspicuous, or something more inconspicuous. Um, and take a bit off the ears or something, and then of course he gets bigger ears. Uh, <laughs> but uh, the thing with that is, though, is like he—it's pro- possible that he regenerated and just got to work. Like I got to keep my mind off of what I just did mm-hmm. or what I can remember what from happened. what I just did because t- Gallifrey is gone and the time war is over and blah 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 blah. Mm-hmm. And so we maybe kept busy, but I think that's a missed opportunity in the lore of Russell T rebooting the series. That should have been other doctors in those pictures. 
he should have picked certain other doctors right. to pepper in. It should not have always been Nine's face. Right. I think that is one thing that is a sorely, just, it's it's poorly done. I just think that maybe that was like a boo-boo. Yes. I think yeah, so Yeah, well, they didn't really know when they rebooted the series how it was going to do. That I was know, a total but creatively, gamble. Don't you think that obviously it would have been cooler if there would have been previous doctors to kind of tie Nine's it in? Face should not yeah. have been superimposed on those pictures. I mean, I wouldn't have done it because, you know what, you know what I'm saying? Like, Maybe if they re-release it as a box set, they can. Well, they've released it as box set several times over at this point. I mean, is Uh, it like a full collection? Yeah, they have. Mm, Yeah. Uh, Well, I don't have that. (laughs) (laughs) Anyways, uh, overall, the first, like, series one of Doctor Who with Eccleston really sets the tone, and it gives you everything. You get the TARDIS. You understand why the TARDIS works, how it works, it's a living organism, what the Doctor's about, how he's tried to tries to be non-combative and not use guns, no violence, mm-hmm. strong moral character, but is he a good man? And that's kind of the question that keeps getting asked throughout. You end up getting to see Daleks, a major m- monster from its history. You also get to see a regeneration at the end of the season. So it kind of gives you... Everything you need. Here's Doctor Who in a nutshell. Take it or leave it. Yeah. And I think people took it. Well, obviously. I mean, I, I, I believe we enjoy the show quite a bit, right? Only a little bit. It's a worldwide phenomenon and also the longest running sci-fi TV show ever. True. True. Veronica, what about you? What do you think? Favorite thing and least favorite thing about the ninth? Um, I'm going to agree with Sarah. I really like how, how quirky he is and how pleased he is in situations where he shouldn't be pleased like he should be like oh my god or mortified and he's just like gleefully smiling like Ooh, what's gonna happen i like that he made it really fun he just like lives on the edge of danger without meaning to live mm-hmm. on the edge of danger yeah but it's it it doesn't ever really feel like super life and death with him just because he's always so playful and shy. totally mm-hmm. totally playful about it uh lauren what about you what about me? Yeah, what's your what's your favorite thing about the Ninth Doctor? Mm, he was just such a goofball. Yeah, he overall. was just like such like a dorky looking guy. I love his leather jacket. <laughs> dorky trying to look cool. Yeah, good with the leather jacket. the leather jacket. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Um, good use of the sonic screwdriver especially, throughout. Especially because I'd seen him in 28 Days Later. Oh. oh. Yeah, and he did not play like this big dorky guy. He played like this, like... Kind of scary dude, right? Yeah. He's kind, he's, he's a, he plays a really good villain. He was did in, that uh, affect your how you perceived him as the doctor? Kind of a little bit. Did it make you like him more or less? Um, I don't know because I really liked him in that role. Like, I mm. still thought he did like a really good job, even though he was such like, like an like an awful character. Yeah, mm. yeah. I, it takes two different. It's almost like he like kind of had to like turn a switch. To, so that's a testament to yeah. his acting ability. Yeah, totally. He played Destro in GI Joe as well. He was a villain again. I in didn't that. see that movie. Mm. It, it was not very good, but uh, <laughs> he was all right as a villain in that. Although movie. I don't know if in Twenty Eight Days Later he had the same. Did he have the same accent as he does in Doctor Who? No idea. 
I have not seen that movie in so, 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 so long. I think I actually just sold my copy of it to a, my local disc replay. Oh, nice. <laughs> so I wouldn't remember. I don't know. <laughs> I, I, I had that movie when I lived in Seattle, but I had to buy it on Amazon Video because my mom's boyfriend threw it out when we were moving. Rude. Oh, uh, rude. Yeah. Uh, for me, I'm going to tackle it. Least favorite thing about the Ninth Doctor. He only went one season. Mm-hmm. That's my least favorite thing about it. I would have mm-hmm. loved to have seen that go two seasons. I would Me have loved too. to have seen him and Rose in the same scenario that her and Tenet was. I know. But just a little bit different because the dynamic was just a little bit different. Yeah. It would have been so personal. The doctor, I mean, it was already personal, obviously. Mm-hmm. And we'll get there. But uh, Yeah, I have to say I was disappointed at the end of the first season mm-hmm. of Doctor Who that I watched because mm-hmm. he regenerated into David Tennant. And I was like... But if we wouldn't have gotten David Tennant when we did, we wouldn't have gotten ten with, or we wouldn't have gotten the Doctor, we wouldn't have gotten ten with Rose at all. That's true. Mm -hmm. I know because Rose was only going to stay on for the next season. So if Christopher Eccleston would have stayed, we never, we then we never would have gotten to see Rose and Ten. And Rose and Ten's chemistry is so much different than Rose and Nine's. It was. It was totally totally set like a new level for Doctor Who companions. And I, I just wasn't ready for the change because like I just settled into it. And I hadn't seen Doctor Who before. I didn't realize that the Doctor was going to be recast. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, when I watched it with you guys, I did because, you know, this was, but like, I was disappointed emotionally. <laughs> yeah, I didn't know either. I had, I didn't know anything about that show when I yeah. started watching other than that it was I a sci-fi liked, show. I would have liked more Christopher Eccleston, yeah. you know, as Doctor Who. But I agree. Yeah. I feel like uh, Rose's chemistry with David Tennant was definitely more romantic. I know Sarah and I were talking about the whole romance issue of doctor who earlier mm-hmm. today mm-hmm. like it, it we were watching uh what did you put on what was it the uh the uh, the auton oh yeah we're gonna talk about that in our classic cut segment the terror of the autons yeah and uh that's a third doctor serial from season eight the original season eight not the new season eight uh and we'll get to it eventually but uh parallels the first episode of Rose because Autons obviously are the big bad in Rose as is is in this thing. Totally different dynamic though. There's some similarities they keep from the classics, but this is the doctor literally getting a a B level villain first to just go, here's what doctor who's going to be about. He's going to be saving the world from these kind of things, you know? So with the retrospective, obviously we actually answered another person's question on this thing already. Because AP said if we could bring any other doctors from previous seasons and series back and utilize them for modern stuff, what would we do? And we answered that. So, uh, V, you recently finished season eight of Cla- of New Who. What do you think? Uh, okay. Well, uh, <laughs> I, did you have more to say about the Ninth Doctor? I guess not. What? Are you guys confident that we covered what we needed to about Christopher Eccleston as the doctor? Well, I mean, we could talk for hours on this. I just want to keep it rolling. Okay. Uh, okay, so I guess right. we could talk about that. Uh, yeah, I just finished watching F- Peter Capaldi's first season as Doctor Who. I had put it off for a while because I was told that it was kind of a couple of clunkery episodes mm-hmm. that I'd have to get through. And it kind of was. There was there was some less memorable episodes, but it really picked up uh, p- the pace after the Murder on the Orient Express uh, episode. 
and I kind of just binge watched and cruised through the the rest of the season, and I thought it was really good. I liked it. Uh, I don't know. What you do saw you... up until when? Uh, the last episode I saw was um, last Christmas. Last Christmas, which is right Clara. before series nine started. Danny Pink, the... R.I.P. Yeah, mm-hmm. he had died, and she decided to go off with him, Peter Capaldi. What's well, the Santa episode? Yeah, is the... yeah, the Dream Crab episode where yeah. they like what was that one called? Wasn't it called? Was it called Last, last Christmas. Christmas? Yeah, it had Nick Frost in it. He played Santa, and there was reindeer. Yeah, but I'm talking about the one where Danny Pink like goes. Oh, that's called Death in Heaven. Yeah, that's one and where Danny Dark Pink Water. becomes a Cyberman, doesn't he? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, that was sad. Like, oh, mm-hmm. so brutal. That season, like, I like I was telling you, V, it kind of starts off slow like it got burn. got very dark. And then it oh, just yeah. picks up and goes, here you go. Yeah. We're not going to stop. We're going to go for the throat on this one. And they made Cybermen really visceral and evil. And of course, we have the the debut of Missy, which, oh my God. That was going to be my yeah. real question is what did you think of Missy? <laughs> um, I, she was very extra, very over the top mm. and my current favorite iteration of the master. Um, oh, I can't wait for you to get deeper <laughs> in. Oh. To get through Missy. <laughs> yeah. Um, I liked her <laughs> version of the master. Um, it was definitely more bananas, if you will, than, uh, yeah, the one the the original master we saw wasn't he John like Sims? Wasn't that the actor? The original, yeah, master? yeah, the original well, master, not, well, not the original, original master, master, but the the new series. season, yeah. yeah, the where the season three mm-hmm. Martha Jones mm-hmm. uh, master. master, yeah, that was yeah. a weird episode, but yeah, um, I kind of felt like I I saw it come in a little bit, yeah, and I thought it was an interesting way to have. To tie up all the unanswered questions about Clara. How she even found the doctor and how they kept getting put together. Mm-hmm. I thought it was a little disappointing in mm-hmm. finding out that, it she, like, why her? And it was just because she was perfect for him. Like, like I don't know. I just thought it was kind mm-hmm. of a letdown, but whatever. There were some pretty... I still enjoyed it. It was a great episode. Yeah, there were several really killer episodes at the back half of that season you'd mentioned murder on the orient express of course 66 seconds once you see the thing it You're, takes you yeah and that was a fucking that was such a weird episode i really was, enjoyed was it was that in season eight or was it it's, in, it's, it's an eight mm-hmm. yep yeah it is. Mm-hmm. yeah we just watched uh, it and then because the one right after that's flatline and that episode is not that was weird everybody keeps getting blinked into the walls and shit it was like a two-dimensional creature from a two-dimensional universe was trying to become three-dimensional oh yeah, oh, yeah. yeah. wasn't that the one where the tardis got really small yes, yes. yeah it was so adorable. Yeah. <laughs> it was so precious and my favorite part of that episode was when he had to use his hand to crawl to like yeah. move the tardis away from the train tracks yeah it was it so looks funny like the thing <laughs> from adam's family yeah that was super funny yeah did you just talk about a train and a I did. train horn yeah just we did there it is train of our existence shows up in gallif radio Every every time. Every week. It's the song of our people. I think you said that last week, too. <laughs> yeah. Well, I'm going to continue to say it because it's true. It is true. It's ridiculous. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking Our trains. Nice. They're the worst. Uh, another great episode is the Dark Water episode. That's the first part of the two-parter where uh, Danny is dead. 
Spoiler how did alert. how did he die? He gets he got hit, hit, by, hit a by a car. car. Oh yeah, that was such yeah. a fucking Cheap. lame thing. I know, and that's what she said. She's like, it's so ordinary. Yeah, and I think that yeah. I think that actually was kind of brilliant because it is ordinary. It's just like a because people a ridic- do die every day. Exactly, a ridiculous happenstance, and and no one, and maybe no one is special or whatever. But it, then when you kind of learn the um, the overarching plan that Missy has and everything, you kind of almost think. She made sure he was hit by a car. Like it was planned. Right. It was planned out because she was watching. Predestined, absolutely. Yeah, because the Cybermen like invaded like at the right exact moment for Mm -hmm. that to happen. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that was all planned and premeditated. What I'm curious about, because I didn't really catch it when we were watching that episode, was what was she talking to him on the phone with right before he got hit by a car like she was trying to tell him something important she was trying to tell him uh what she had been doing with the doctor Remember? oh she was just fibbing was, to him on the phone no she was trying to tell him the truth she was oh, trying to decide what to tell him and she moment. was gonna tell him all the stories oh, and that was when he bit it yeah she never got to that's why she keeps throughout tragic, saying i'm sorry tragic. i lied to you because it's mm-hmm. like Oh, she can't undo it. <laughs> right. And we already have experienced an episode with the turn left episode where they try to stop a death from happening. Yeah. Remember that episode? Mm. Yes, totally. With the, it was her dad. She tried to get the. Oh, that was Father's Day. That was Father's, Father's Day. Day. Yeah. Turn Rose's. left was with Donna, which yeah. coincidentally enough actually yeah. did bring Rose Tyler back. That is the episode yeah. that Rose officially returned in that season. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So maybe I'm getting them all confused. No. I've watched so much turn of it. Left turn is, left is the one where Donna is 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 she trying to turn left or she she was going to turn right but she had to turn yeah. left. Yeah. But she starts off there at that bazaar and they say get that giant bug on her back. Yeah, that makes that her was like, making her like make a decision in like a insignificant moment. But for Donna, because she's not insignificant, you know, she's. Yeah. Dr. Donna. Right. You know, like she makes yeah, I got it, any decision she up. changed. Yeah, that was a the great decision. Epi- the turn left episode was really Yeah, she never met the doctor. And I think about like, that concept a yeah. lot, turning left that instead was of turning right. mind-blowing yeah. for me at the time. That yeah. was my, oh, uh, it was life-changing. Uh, yeah, it was it was the Father's Day episode I was talking about where they tried to bring the dad or stop the dad from dying yeah. and it totally fucked everything up. You yeah, know? and the time that, like, re- that explains why those, he uh, wouldn't go do it for Clara. Yeah. What, what episode was that? Wasn't that in the first season? Yeah, back, yeah. back to the Ninth Doctor retrospective. Yeah, Father's mm-hmm. Day is when Rose goes great and episode. watches um, Pete Tyler get hit by the car. But and she stops so, them. She stops them, and then don't those things come? Yeah, yeah they, they, they feed on the paradox, the paradox creatures, and they're stuck in the chapel yeah. at the wedding. Mm-hmm. And the only uh, way yeah. is for him to get hit by the car. Ugh. Mm-hmm. And, there's and he knows it. He does rose. it. And it's super sad. Yeah, Man, terrible. they went for it. Savage. Russell T., he was old school savage. Super savage. OG savage. Mm-hmm. Uh, but but, doesn't, I, but that, that opens up a whole different parallel universe with Rose's alive dad no Mm-mm. that's different and in season two that's the rift where thing, they right? end up in the void the tardis gets knocked into the void and when they come out of the void they end up in an alternate dimension the doctor realizes he's in mm-hmm. a different dimension mm-hmm. a dimension where rose was never born oh yeah but pete tyler is alive and a billionaire genius who like created a bunch mm-hmm. of ridiculous yeah. As seen on TV things. Mm-hmm. But it's played by the same actor. Yep, yeah. absolutely. And it's so cleverly done. That's, I mean, they really, they definitely really go for that. God, yeah, this Rose show is the really dog. is so good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It really is really good. Mm-hmm. Uh, what did you, it, interesting, one thing we do need to mention, and it's going to kind of tie into the next thing I'm going to bring up. 
there was a final goodbye for one legendary character at the end of a series eight. As oh yeah, I wanted to talk about the brigadier, right? Yes, the brigadier returns yeah. to save uh, his daughter. His yeah, uh, he saves uh, what Kate Lethbridge Stewart, right? Catherine, Kate Lethbridge Stewart, Kate yeah. Lethbridge Stewart. Mm-hmm. Kate, yeah, uh, she right. got sucked down to the plane during the Cyberman attack on the plane, mm-hmm. and and then they never like said what happened to her until after the episode mm-hmm. was like basically concluded and she's just on the ground and you're like oh they, my god they see her in the cemetery and they're like why isn't she dead and they realize that somebody had carried her there and it was one of the corpses turned cybermen through the uh what was that called like the cybermist the cy- it was like the, the the rain cloud was filled mm-hmm. with uh pollen of cyber yes. cyberman pollen and when it rained it down into the ground it would raise the dead and they would be turned into cybermen because all it would need would do would just upgrade so we got them. to see the brigadier as a cyberman who uh he had actually died that year like early when they were filming that season he really? had actually passed yeah. away so that's maybe that's they... why they included that absolutely because they did have peter capaldi saluting him because the brigadier always wanted to be saluted by and we the lost doctor. and we lost osgood i fucking love that character the chick from the fiftieth, she had the scarf in the fiftieth. In the in oh, the, the bow tie, she has the bow tie mm-hmm. glasses. Oh yeah, she got. Oh yeah, with the inhaler and Missy just fucking. Yeah, gone forever. No big deal. Mm-hmm. Done, done, done. That was savage. So overall, season eight. What would you give it? What would you say? Like if I were to rate it out of ten? Sure. Um, I would give it an eight. I would give it an 8 out of 10. An 8 for season 8. Yeah, Perfect. I would. I give it an 8 cuz I I really am enjoying Peter Capaldi as the doctor. He's got his hooks in you. Yeah, I'm totally on board. He's he's got me. I'm I'm there for it. <laughs> I'm really excited for you to start I season 9. I love Clara nine. too. Yeah, I think she's, she's an excellent companion. Like he's she's like uh what Rose was. She's he's met his match with her. You know, she's just as witty as the doctor and just as clever. And she's yeah, exactly. And she just can kind of put it all together. And and... She's bubbly. And I appreciate that about her. Yeah, <laughs> man. I think about the last Christmas with those alien face sucker creatures and the dreams that she's having with Danny and like the yeah, that the, was sad. The chalkboard keeps going. Clara, it's not real. You're, You're dying, dying, dying. dying. It's everywhere. Wake up. Oh. That was mm-hmm. creepy. Ridiculous, super mm. creepy. She's Clara's had some really creepy episodes, mm. but and we're going to talk about that when we do like our yeah. whole ep- companion episode. Oh, totally. We're going to yeah. get into her more deeply. But uh, I love her. She's one of my favorites. Mine absolutely. too. Clara's amazing. She's uh, the Impossible Girl. Yes, and she's technically speaking interacted with every Doctor because she mm-hmm. messed with the timeline to get mm-hmm. him to Trenzalore, um, in a weird, backwards ass way. To save him, weirdly, also in a backwards-ass way. Anyways, um, I wanted to do a classic cut here, and uh, this is a new segment. Since this is a new show, we're going to start debuting segments. You guys are probably going to hear, like, pew, 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 classic cut or some shit. I don't know how it'll go. It'll be, it'll be just something like that or whatever. But um, I'm going to talk about an, a couple episodes from the classic seasons of Doctor Who. We watched them today. Uh, well, at least I had them on with the intent of watching them. You guys were kind of in and out. Sarah got to there late. Lauren hasn't it. seen them, but we'll get you in on them, I promise. And this is going to be kind of my pitch without telling you everything. So Terror of the Autons is the first episode of the second season of The Third Doctor. So John Pertwee's second season. And 
John Pertwee is famously the first doctor that was seen in color. Uh, this was from 1971, right? Correct. And then the year was before. was wearing the really cool, wasn't he wearing like a really cool scarf? Uh, no, that's, no, that's four. That's four. Uh, Tom he's Baker. got the like the puffy lapel here. The velvet suit. The velvet, yeah, the velvet suit. And the capes. Cape. My yeah. God, the capes. Uh, Drama. And as I was mentioning last episode, it's his season is almost exclusively on Earth. Like everything happens on Earth. So this episode sets up the Autons, the nesting consciousness, which they talk about in Rose with the Ninth Doctor. That's how he defeats him. He throws the anti-plastic into the nesting consciousness and defeats the Autons. Uh, so that's set up back here, all the way back in the original Season 8. Uh, you did have Joe Grant as the companion, which she's fantastic. It's her first episode. Joe Grant. She was so yeah. adorable. And mm-hmm. she touches oh my God. She touches something the doctor's working on, and he goes, You've ruined it, you ham-fisted bun vendor. Like he just like snaps at her, and it's like the most ridiculous thing you could call yeah. a person. It's, it's like, very clear oh, that he her? can't stand her, but he also thinks she's precious, like a little pet. Yeah. She called him, or he called her a ham-fisted bun vendor. Yeah. Don't ask. I don't know what it actually means, but it's probably a, a vendor of buns with big hands. Oh. Yeah, probably like somebody that would like crush the buns. Class. Yeah, oh. like it's kind of like a. a it's a British is, insult. Oh. Yeah, bull in a china shop would be oh, like an yeah. analogous, uh, mm-hmm. you know, insult or whatever, because she mm-hmm. broke the thing that he was working on. Mm-hmm. The masters <laughs> in the Terror of the Autons <laughs> with Roger Delgado as the as playing the master, and it's is that his first season? Uh, I think is that his first probably appearance? Probably his second time being because at that point I think he was already the third master, maybe second or third. He was already pretty deep in there. Oh, really? So. From the very first season of Doctor Who on, there had been a master? Well, there had been a couple iterations. I think the master first maybe appears in like the fourth season of the second Doctor or something, like season four or so. Do you want me to look that up? You could look it up. I'm not sure. Roger Delgado might have been the first master. I might be wrong about that. I'll fact check it. But I feel like he was already implanted in the Doctor Who history. Um, Of course, Daleks being the first, first villain. Uh, Yeah. Interesting to note, in the Terror of the Autons, there's a scene where the Doctor is handling a bomb that he claims is as powerful as 15 megatons. <laughs> he clearly, unintentionally breaks it in half. But back in the day in BBC, they were one shot and everything. You had to film fucking perfect on the first take. They didn't have money to budget to go back and re-edit shit. You know, just... I will say, uh, Terror of the Autons was the Master's first appearance really mm-hmm. wow i was wrong about that yeah if you look at uh the master doctor who on wikipedia mm-hmm. they have a picture a collage picture of the master in chronological order of their appearances and he's the very first one and it says first first appearance terror of the autons 1971 oh so i was incorrect about that so roger delgado was uh the first uh incarnation from 71 to 73 so back to it the doctor has this 15 megaton bomb you clearly see him snap it in half and he starts to kind of laugh and then he just tucks it in like a the most gangster actor ever he's just like and everything's cool and they just keep (laughs) shot for shot going on like it was it was amazing uh overall i think terror of the autons is a great place for someone to start with classic who Sarah, what do you think about terror of the autons? Well, I think that it's a classic, uh, episode arc 
or whatever that you called them back then because there's like what like six episodes or something in it, it said four it weekly like, oh, four parts. episodes what mm-hmm. are autons plastic people it's a no it's a plastic aliens. a consciousness <laughs> yeah. really the nesting consciousness that controls plastic, plastic for whatever reason I don't know why. They don't ever really explain that. That's just what it is. So the Old school sci-fi. You just accept it. The mannequins <laughs> and rows, obviously, are those autons. But they yeah, that looked, was the throwback. Is there a picture of the autons that you could pull up for, for Lauren? Sure. Didn't Mickey get turned into an auton? Yeah. 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 Technically speaking, yeah. He was an auton. Absolutely. But How they kept have, him alive. How did he, like, it, there was a plastic version of him. Yeah. He was, it was a copy of him. So mm-hmm. they kept him alive to keep the copy alive. Yeah. Because oh. they were they using him. But then the copy melted. And it's not Ricky. That happened yeah. later. That was later. That was much later. But the autons, the, the classic looking autons are kind of fucking hilarious. Yeah. They really look like big they're headed, like, <laughs> like with these straw hats on. They look like they should be playing ragtime. They look like mm-hmm. they should be in that movie Frank. Yes, <laughs> yeah. Absolutely. That big paper mache head. Yeah. Hmm. I'm trying to find a picture. Give me a second. I'm like lost in the terror of the Autons uh, Wikipedia. But yeah, the the third uh, Doctor seasons are really interesting because he doesn't have his sonic screwdriver either because he's stuck on Earth. So it's all like battle of wits. Uh, yeah, I like that. Um, terror of the Autons is good. I like that. It was like super... It, it just reminded me of like... Monty Python's Flying Circus, in yeah. in like in everything for, uh, and the Doctor and the Master are so extra. Oh, like they're, they're super just, extra because they are like huh. enemies. Yeah, just capes and mustaches. And, <laughs> oh yeah, the know. Brigadier's mustache. Oh, uh, the classy. Brigadier's mustache. Pretty classy. Those are so pretty classy. Weird. Yeah, those are the. Oh autons. yeah, here we go. Did, did you already show her? Well, then never mind. I just went to Google and God. searched autons. You know what else you told me about uh, Tara the Autons? It, uh, what was her name? The who played Joe? Oh, Joe Grant in 1977 <laughs> oh, yeah. did a nude photo shoot with a Dalek for Girls Illustrated. It was yeah. so cute. It's and, adorable. Uh, it's adorable. <laughs> you don't really see anything. Boom. It's not like gross nudity or anything. It's like no, very it's... classily done. But she got. Uh, she it actually nothing really came because she was already off the show at that point. Yeah, I, I further looked into it and nothing came from it. Um, but they asked John Pertwee like, "What do you think?" And he went, "That's Kathy, like, typical Kathy, typical Kathy. <laughs> like, that's her. That's just the chick that plays Joe Grant. That's how she does." So, so funny. But it was to me. with an actual original Dalek prop. So it was a really, um, it was really cute pictures. <laughs> they look they look pretty terrifying. Yeah, they were these autons. And they, they yeah, st- look at this. They still had the hand thing where their hand like hinged open and was actually a gun. That was one yeah. thing they kept from the classic series to the new series that was consistent yeah. was the handgun thing that the autons Super had. cheesy. Um, but no. Again, R.I.P. Clive. You watch mm-hmm. the whole like Terror of the Autons arc though and it's well done. It's well put together. The master has some cool stuff. It's got the brigadier so you get to have him interacting with the third doctor and learn about that relationship way deeper than you know they didn't really get to utilize the brigadier in the new series that much at all i do uh, want to say it was really kind of fun watching finishing up um watching the brigadier fly off as a cyberman and then you know explode or whatever yeah and then uh today we watched his first appearance with uh well i guess it's not really his mm-hmm. first appearance but it was one it was, of his earliest appearances. it was my first yeah. it, you know exposure to exposure him. to him absolutely that was fun 
Yeah, I think it's great, Lauren. I think you'll really thoroughly enjoy Terror of the Autons. It's uh, it'll make a good night night movie. <laughs> that's for sure. <laughs> Please, my kid would probably like it. Yes. Oh, Ollie would love that. That would be great. Uh, I have some Doctor Who news, you guys, and I'm gonna bring it up. I don't know if the R and D department wants to get on their phones and start looking for this, but uh, Hot Topic accidentally screwed up and released something early that should not have come out, and there is now pictures and a lot of information on what Jodie Whittaker's sonic screwdriver looks like and what it will do, because there is a toy of the sonic screwdriver, and Hot Topic already released it. Mm -hmm. Uh, What will it do? It's just different. When you see it, it looks totally different, and at the very top is a crystal. It's like whatever the sonic crystal that's inside the sonic screwdrivers, allegedly but it actually spins. The actual crystal spins on the top. Like, it's 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 definitely a different... Uh... What's the purpose of that? Oh, yeah, I'm looking at it right now. Doctor Who, the 13th Doctor. It looks... Uh-oh. Uh-oh. <laughs> Say it. Say it. Let's talk about it. It looks like wait. a sex toy. <laughs> uh, it looks interesting. <laughs> <laughs> Lauren's like, hmm. <laughs> that is an interesting elbow. That's all I'm saying. Um, yeah, that's all I have to say about that. Is that really I like what the they're crystal, going with? I is guess. that what they're going with? <laughs> I guess so. Well, he did say it had upgraded powers. Okay. It's different. <laughs> yeah. How many watts? <laughs> <laughs> upgraded. <laughs> okay, this is pretty terrifying. <laughs> so what does it look like, guys? What, what's, what are your thoughts? Well, it's uh, phallic and bent, and it has a crystal on top, and it's silver, so... It's magnificent yeah. and extra. It's, it's a little extra. Yeah, it's a little yeah, extra. Yeah, I need to see it. It looks like something from, like, the movie Alien. I kind of think it looks like a Cyberman's, like, finger. That sounds bad. <laughs> Jesus, it didn't, I didn't mean for it to sound bad, but it does look like a Cyberman's finger. It also looks like the Sonic Screwdriver just got the shit kicked out of it, maybe. Yeah, I don't understand it. I, I don't understand, I don't like... Like, Ooh, and why you it hold it up. that way? Oh, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. It lights up orange. Is it two piece? What's the handle? Orange. Is it held like a little semi cocked so gun? Strange. What Look, is it? Here, here's an example of someone holding it. If it'll load at all. That's kind of how it's going to be held. Like a pen. So it's hmm. like ergonomic? Yeah, maybe it's an ergonomic screwdriver. I don't know. Um, I've never seen a handle bent like that. Well, I guess we'll just have to see it in action. Well, We're already guess critical, what? We guys. We can see it in action because there's a YouTube video of somebody who has it. Oh, okay. So we're going to... Let's see. Somebody's... I'm just going to turn down their audio. I'm so just... we can just look at it? Yeah, yeah. that's fine. Because I don't need to... Can you all yeah, see it? Yeah, it just seems like unwieldy and like it's a poor design. Like she's going to drop it. I don't know. I think the crystal looks cool. I think it... Uh, yeah, I don't hate that. It ma- makes it look more like mystical. I like that it's yellow. Different color, you know. It was yellow in the picture. It lights up yellow. Oh. Yeah. yeah. Oh. The crystal is yellow. I don't think this yellow. woman has turned it on yet. Oh, yeah, there she goes. See? Oh. See, and it kind of like, it kind of has like a flicker, like the crystal is burning or whatever. Mm-hmm. Maybe she has to remake all of her shit. Oh, look. See? It mm-hmm. even, in the mm-hmm. it rotates. It rotates. <laughs> <laughs> This is so weird. <laughs> what the fuck is that? 
ergonomically designed for a woman. The sonic screw you driver. Yeah, for her pleasure. Oh my god. Uh, okay, so sorry, new yeah, doctor. Sorry, new doctor. Sorry, we made fun of it. So that's the new Doctor Sonic screwdriver. It's already out. I guess BBC America or BBC Shops also released it. Like, well, shit. I guess it's out. Might as well just let it be out now. Uh, Whoa. Also, want to talk about the news? There is a rumored release day, as there was a newspaper clipping, and on September twenty third, which would be September twenty second here, Doctor Who will be premiering. Really? So it's coming soon. We're about three really? weeks away here. That's three exciting. weeks? Yeah, I mean, that's it's right around the corner here. But Is that going to be enough time for me to binge watch and catch you, up? Gosh darn right, because you're going to blow it. through season nine so fast. Yeah, Spooky. you've been telling me it's good. I mean, like I was, like we were saying last week, Every episode, almost every episode is a two-parter. So this, they just go mm, boom, they boom, hook you. boom, boom, mm-hmm. boom, boom, boom. So boom. once you start it, you kind of have to get into it. The first episode, it deals with the Daleks very heavily. Oh, yeah. yeah. It goes in and there. And it, it's a two-parter. Okay. And it's epic. Mm-hmm. Oh, my God. <laughs> I can't wait I to discuss to it. That. Uh, I will say that some, some TARDIS pictures from Jodie Whittaker's TARDIS did leak recently. Mm-hmm. BBC is furious about this. Mm-hmm. Thing is, they don't look that good because it's a low-quality picture, not lit for pictures to be taken, not planned. It, the the scene is a low-lighting scene. They're going to be adding effects or whatever. So it looks it's shitty. It's not the best And people are just it. going, oh, it looks mm-hmm. kind of like shit. Like, I'm not really excited now. And BBC's like... They feel, and, and a lot of fans are talking about this online. Because how this was leaked and not uh, released. Not publicly released. They've right. not officially released very much for this Series 11, you know? And a lot of fans are, are kind of starting to feel internally that this is calling back to when they rebooted the series in 2005. Mm-hmm. Everything's very quiet. They're Tight-lipped. not letting people on set for anything. You're not supposed to know anything. They're not letting every actor see the script. Is that because this because Stephen Moffat's no longer there? Or is it just because Jodie Whittaker's taking I'm thinking the because lead? Chris Chibnall really wants it to be rebooted and be different. Fresh. It is. They even got rid of the composer. Yeah, I mean they've changed. Murray wow. Gold is gone. Yeah. They've got a new composer. Like they've got across the board new everything. Chris Chibnall is hired. All new crew, new special effects team working. Like mm. it's it's going to be very interesting to see what they put off, especially with the teasers they have, have released. Has their budget changed? That I'm totally uncertain. I couldn't actually mm-hmm. tell you. I would guess they probably got more money. You know, especially considering Jodie Whittaker demand she got the exact. To the penny, same pay as Peter Capaldi. And they had agreed, and they gave it to her. Wow. So, and that was pretty historic in the movement for women's rights and stuff. Well, so if she would have gotten be, any less, they must she be planning on these episodes to do it. pretty fucking well. What's up? So they must be planning on these episodes to do pretty well. Yeah. Right. I'm, I'm certain they're probably going to do pretty well. And it's interesting because this is a, a, a cast with three members of the TARDIS crew that are not the Doctor now. I feel like they're taking a lot of risks. Oh, yeah. yeah. And I think yeah. they're going to pay off. I think this is... I mean, Chris Chibnall is, has been a part of Doctor Who for a while, and I think he was really... When does it officially start? Uh, well, and they haven't announced. That's what I was saying. The conjecture is September no 20th. one knows, but that one actual newspaper that had it in their like TV guide, September 23rd is the date. It said, new Doctor Who, what's new? The Doctor is now Jodie Whittaker. Join her on her new adventure or whatever. Mm-hmm. And it was like a little brief synopsis, September 23rd. So seemingly right around the corner. I had actually had conjecture and thought probably October 6th would be the drop date. But it makes sense for it to be the 23rd as well. 
couple weeks early there. I'm glad that I finished watching uh, the eighth season of Capaldi's because I got to see the master as a woman, which was interesting. Mm-hmm. Like when she kissed him, and mm-hmm. uh, you know, I was just like really excited to see what Jodie Whittaker is going to do as the doctor. You know, <laughs> yeah. if that's what we got from the, for the master. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. It's going to be cool. I'm have, excited. Have you got around to attack the block yet? Mm-mm. It's okay. I know you will eventually and you're going to love it. Oh yeah. You're going to love that. It's, it's, it's a, it's a great ride. Definitely a fun movie to like kind of get lost in. Uh, as far as, you know, n- new doctor who news, I don't really have a lot more, in that regard... Uh, Other than it's coming. It's coming real soon. <laughs> uh, we're going to do a random wiki effect like I did on the last episode here. Do you want to fill some space and talk about other things for just a brief second? Doctor Who related, maybe talk some more Torchwood, whatever you guys want to do while I look this up. <laughs> okay. Okay. <laughs> I guess um, we never really got to talk about... That's what I was going to talk about, and then he changed the subject. We were going to talk about the the relationship aspect of Doctor Who and his companions and how uh, the casting is totally um changes the chemistry with the companions and uh mm-hmm. like you had said it doesn't make sense for an older uh doctor to be like coming on to like a younger sexy companion or whatever like, right could you imagine peter capaldi and, and like rose interacting or something no but i mean he still flirts yeah he still gets like you know jealous of danny Right, yeah. even though he's like constantly saying, I'm not your boyfriend, yeah. Clara. I'm not your boyfriend, Clara. Yeah, because yeah, they were never meant to have like a romantic. No, none cla- of them Classic were. Who was not like that right. either. Like, he thought the companions close. were like his pets. And I think Capaldi yeah, yeah. sees Clara more as a student. Like, she's intelligent enough to take on some Time Lord esque knowledge. And he I don't can think impart he sees her on. as a student. I think no. he sees her as more of like. A companion, like a straight like up a straight partner, up, just a, yeah, like okay. a straight up equal, almost okay. like a all, like a river song, almost like a river song, totally. Okay, I can yeah. totally vibe that. Absolutely, Ugh, river song. I can't we'll wait get to see to her, her too. Again. Oh yeah, <laughs> she's coming soon. I gave you the spoiler on that. You did. I'm excited about that. By the way, I totally forgot to mention that Joe Grant. I we talked about this on the last episode. There was the death of the Doctor episode in Sarah Jane Adventures that had. Sarah Jane, Joe Grant, and the Eleventh Doctor. So I forgot that Joe was also a part of that. So that was SJS mm. also interacting. But anyways, that's a little tangent. We'll not go there. I have our random Wikia. Chinese Checkers. What? Chinese Checkers was a board game which the Eighth Doctor played with a small child in a bright red jumper. It included a garnish yellow card, tokens in several colors. That's all it says. That's our little random fact. A random Doctor Who fact. And that's interesting. That is very random. I think <laughs> our plan is, if we can pull this off, we're going to be watching the Eighth Doctor movie, and hopefully by next episode reviewing it, because we're going to watch it, and then loan it to you, and you're going to watch it, or you can watch it with us, and then you're going to be like, what the fuck did I just watch? 
much. Why is it that bad? It's, it's weird. Bad. It's totally different. It's strange. It's real bad. Like hmm. the doctor has. It's uh, not what you want. Amnesia. Especially, especially because there have been like two part episodes of Doctor Who that have probably rivaled in its length, but have gone into much more detail and probably much better everything. This absolutely. will feel longer. It will. It will feel much feel longer. longer. <laughs> <laughs> That's unfortunate. It does feature yeah. two doctors because uh, Sylvester McCoy as the seventh doctor is briefly featured. He gets shot in an alley, like shot. Don't give it away. No, that's the only thing you need to know because you're getting the eighth doctor. I mean, the it's it's the two seconds into the movie he gets shot, and then new doctor regenerates, and then that's the movie. Like this is hmm. a new doctor. You have so no idea. Someone what Someone shoots knows. and kills the doctor. Mm-hmm. Like who? Just spoilers. I can't tell. I you. know. <laughs> what is he doing? Spoilers. You guys won't. It won't make a difference in watching it. It it's really fine. won't. We'll watch it. Says you. It really won't make a difference because it's the first thing that happens. Who who shoots the doctor? Who I kills him? I can't say. Why? Spoilers. Because that would actually be a spoiler. Like that would change the dynamic. I don't want you to. Well, know. Well, now you're gonna have to watch it. Do you want to borrow it and oh, watch now it before she's we do? Intrigued. <laughs> she's she like, has no. to know. Also, the master does become a liquid snake thing. Yeah, he's liquid. Uh, we don't know why. This is strange. It's unbelievably strange. What year did this come to out? go there? Uh, 1996. <laughs> yeah, it's 1996. Strange. So it's. Does nine... it look shitty like oh, a 90s yeah. movie? Oh, I can't wait. Oh yeah, it's that's exciting. It's all kinds of bad. Great. We'll it watch never, it tonight. I, I, I don't care. Maybe. Maybe. We watched a lot of Doctor Who today. Snake. Correct. Not all the time. Just in just, some parts of the movie. I'm not sure that they explain it. I don't remember. And if I did, I wouldn't tell you because spoilers. <laughs> that was very well said. Yeah. No spoilers. But yeah, it's really weird. On a weird Doctor Who wavelength. So I don't hopefully, understand. hopefully next episode, our plan is to actually review that. And talk about the the Doctor Who movie, the Eighth there's, Doctor. There's a spider that just came down. I just oh. landed on the top of a microphone. Just <laughs> <laughs> like a very little clear spider. Oh, oh Nate! Got oh, him. Nate's the spider hunter. Oh God, that was terrifying. spider hunter extraordinary. I'm so sorry. <laughs> this house, it's because it it's all there. like humid out today. You guys, it was it like 90 so and muggy today. Oh when God. I walked out to my car this morning, my phone fogged up along yeah. with my glasses. When I walked outside, not when I got in my car, mm-hmm. I walked out the door. I'm like, oh my God. This is a weird day. That's not cool. Super muggy. Yeah. And it sucks because like two days ago, it was perfect, beautiful, breezy, yeah. chilly weather. I had a sweater on. It was Oh, yeah. It was like almost fall. And now it's like yeah. angry summer again. And now it's like gross, melty summer. Melt yeah. your fucking face off summer. <laughs> all right. Well, I think that's going to do it for this week's episode of yeah. Gallif Radio. We all have <laughs> our homework assignments for next time. We've got some stuff we're going to mm. be doing. We're going to mm. try to get you through, caught up to Doctor Who. Which means that you're going to also be catching up to Doctor Who, hopefully, working into season 10. How can I watch that? You have season 10 on uh, Amazon Prime, right? I do, yeah. So, should I watch that or should I watch, like, some some old episodes first? Ooh. Well, well, I mean, wait, you have time. Just wait. She needs to watch some old stuff first because I need to catch up. I'm yes. still, like, a season behind where she's at, right? Absolutely. Mm-hmm. So, once I catch up, maybe... We can simultaneously be watching it, and then we can talk about it. Okay. Cool. I love that. So I would recommend watching some old Who. I watch old Who. I'll get you links. I'll find a way to get it to you one way or another. I'll put it on a hard drive somehow. 
I'll get you Doctor Who. Don't you worry about it. Well, okay. we found it for free on on a, on a website today, but I can't remember what the website was. Yeah. I just searched Terror of the Autons, and it was like the third thing that came up. It auto-played every episode for me. It was really nice. Yeah, for free. You um, have to download anything. So, yeah. I'll try to... I'll get that link to you so you can have an opportunity to watch it as well. Because that'd be a great start. Watch Terror of the Autons. Give me your opinions. If you hate it, cool. If you love it, excellent. <laughs> that would I think be a you'll fun like one it. for her to start totally. wa- with Classic Who. Because it that kind of... Arc. Yeah, it ties a little bit of everything in together. Yeah, totally. that would be good. Terror of the Autons. Terror of the Autons, okay. Mm-hmm. And the doctor is so, like, extra and flamboyant. It's like he should, he would be like um, if Austin Powers was more serious. Dashing. Totally. He's very dashing. Yes. He's very dashing. Uh, and His brave. son would be perfect to be the uh, mm. Doctor Who at some I've point. I've always said so. Yeah. There's He's a scene, totally right. quickly, one last thing to mention. There's a scene in Terror of the Autons where Joe Grant and the doctor jump out of a moving vehicle. And uh, Katie Manning, who played Joe Grant, actually got hurt on that scene. So instead of like ending the shoot and going, okay, well, we've got to wait till she's healed or whatever, they wrote in an additional like two second scene where she rolls her ankle so she can then be hurt the rest of the episode because she got hurt. And, yeah, she and, hurt, hurt her ankle. Because yeah. she did her own stunt. Legit. So they rewrote a whole scene? They just added a little scene. It's like it literally like, like three seconds. She's three walking seconds. towards this curb and she goes, ow, my ankle and falls. And they had to put that in because she got hurt. So then they, the they didn't have to explain the limp, the rest of the things they filmed because she had a limp because she hurt her ankle. Okay. So they literally just kept it in there? Yeah. They just were like, just use it. Whatever. It's cool. We'll go with it. Could, well, they couldn't really afford to like reshoot, reshoot everything. Yeah. So they're yeah, just like, like well. I was saying earlier, it was one shots. They did it on one take as best they can. And that's what they got. So, well, yeah, uh, that's why we don't have a lot of early Doctor Who is because they would just tape over it. Yeah, because it wasn't reuse. Well, that's stuff. that's that's a different that's a different subject for a different time. We'll talk yeah. about the archives and how they were destroyed and some of the things that have been on to restore Doctor Who on another episode of Gallup Radio. But before we leave there, you guys can check out this show on the Journey into Comics Network at journeyintocomics.com. Get us on iTunes, Podbean, Stitcher Radio, Google Play Music and Spotify. Just search journey into comics network you'll get all the 10 shows on our network uh one coming out every day of the week go to patreon.com backslash journey into comics give us a buck get early access and exclusive content and there are now new tiers that give you more new things so just go there you can get like a sticker tier there's a learn to podcasting tier there's a t-shirt tier there's a fuck ton of tears got some pretty funny t-shirts yeah we do the i like rollo, podcastrophes shirts rollo the destroyer mm-hmm. Uh, I like the heritage one. Heritage. Uh, we got a bruise with babe <laughs> shirt now. Did you see that? No, you no did? I haven't seen it yet. I sent you a link. You did? Yeah, it's in your it's in your messenger. You'll check it at some point. Okay. Yeah, it's mm. it's awesome. I made it. I designed it for you. It looks pretty cool. That way, all the shows were represented. Gallif Radio has her own shirt. You can go to teespring.com backslash stores backslash Journey into Comics Network store. It's a long one. I know. That's how they made it, not me. Uh, uh, <laughs> and that's mouthful. where you can get all kinds of different shirts from the network, whether it's Journey into Comics, Poor Report, Wrestling. Foodies watching movies. Foodies watching movies. Coming back soon. A little mm-hmm. over a month left here. Um, but I think that's going to do it this week for Gallif Radio. Mm-hmm. Uh, throughout time and space, I've been Nate. Sarah. I'm Veronica. Lauren. And we will see you guys next time. Later. <laughs>